This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Sentinel Fort in Pistown, Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Bonus content alert. At the end of today's show, we have an interview with Chicago teacher Kenzo Shibata. Kenzo is also a member of the Chicago Teachers Union bargaining team. The uh, union recently voted to strike. We talked to Kenzo all about that. That's coming up after today's newscast. For subscribers only, go to patreon.com slash district sentinel. Sign up so you can listen to today's full episode. Before we get to all of that in the newscast, we've got the president just openly breaking the law now, saying uh, in a impromptu press conference, he now wants China to begin investigating Joe Biden. <laughs> Maybe Trump thinks he can get out of this if he just expands the number of countries. If he does more crime with n- more countries, it will dilute the Ukrainian scandal. Where where are we at now, though? Because it's not just Ukraine. He evidently asked... Uh... He asked the Australians, he asked the British, which under Prime Minister Boris Johnson, I'm surprised they, they didn't agree. And uh, now China, 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 if you're listening, please release Joe Biden's emails. <laughs> Moving on to... Do you, do you think this is partially a consequence of Nancy Pelosi saying, let's just keep this impeachment thing narrow. Let's just get it done one thing. Trump's like, well, if they're only going to do one thing, maybe now I can... I think that requires a second level of strategic thinking that is not occurring in (laughs) Trump's brain at the moment. (laughs) Uh, Moving on to the Democratic primary. Great news out of the Bernie Sanders camp after coming off heart surgery, having two stints put in his heart bernie's pledging to be back by the next debate october 12th it's a, it's a big moment for bernie he's really got to he's really got to come through and do what he hasn't done at the last few debates which is explain why joe biden sucks shit yeah he's got to he's got to go attack joe biden i think he's he's got to maybe square up with warren pretty soon but in a much more subtle way than he absolutely just has to i mean anytime the debate comes around to foreign policy he can definitely distinguish himself from everybody else on the panel including warren yeah and on economic issues he needs to just hammer biden all night long um speaking of the democratic primary andrew yang announced third quarter fundraising numbers 10 million dollars it's not bad for yang marianne williamson's still going three million dollars she raised she will not be on the debate stage. Yang will be on the debate stage. Tulsi Gabbard will be the new uh, contender on the debate stage, along with Tom Steyer, who will be on there on October 12th. Saw a video of Yang skateboarding around, and it was pretty cringe. He's trying and to copy Beto? I mean, why would you copy the worst can- the only candidate who's, who's doing worse than you? On the stage. I d- a lot I don't of them are doing that. worse than Yang, actually. That's true. Uh, a spot of good news. There is a Pew poll that comes out every year, which shows 
how Americans feel about federal agencies. Again, the most popular federal agency, USPS, the Postal Service, which I think it could be even more popular if it was allowed to do a little more, you know, if it was allowed to, say, offer financial services. Yeah. The least popular, and this was a bit of a surprise, but the least popular federal agency, immigration, ICE, boom. Why is that a surprise? Why is that a surprise? I mean, it's a surprise because we, this is a shitty country and a lot of people in this country uh, like fascism. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Why is that a surprise? I don't know if a lot of people like fascism. There are definitely some fascists in this country, but I think ICE has even jumped the shark under the Trump administration to where... I mean, you have every Democrat willing to call for at least significant reform. Some Democrats willing to call for abolishment. Uh, I I don't think it's garnered any popularity in the last few years. No, but in terms of the least popular federal agency, like, I don't know. Like, they're associated with locking up kids now. And I think it's kind of a fringe group of people that are down with that publicly. (laughs) That's that's certainly true. That's certainly true. It's just it's a bit jarring to see that poll showing ICE is the least popular federal agency. You would maybe expect it to be something like the IRS. Right, right, right. But then also on top of that, hearing Democratic leaders uh, wring their hands over the squad because, oh, my God, they say abolish ICE and maybe they're onto something. I mean, I hope so. But again, I don't know if I'm just like fixated on this because I'm depressed, but like it just shows how Democratic leaders, in my mind, uh, are failing everyone, just totally fucking failing everyone. (laughs) What's new? It's Thursday, October 3rd, 2019. Here's the news. A new trade war is coming to the Atlantic. The Trump administration announced $7.5 billion in new taxes on European imports. The U.S. Trade Representative laid out the new tariffs and where they would be applied. They include 10% tariffs on aircraft from France, Germany, Spain, or the United Kingdom, 25% tariffs on single malt Irish and Scotch whiskeys, as well as garments and blankets from the U.K. Oh no, don't take away my British blankie. <laughs> Not my British blankies. <laughs> Uh, 25% tariff on coffee and tools and machinery from Germany, 25% tariffs on various cheeses, olive oil, frozen meat from Germany, Spain, and the UK, and uh, 25% tariffs on certain pork products, butter, and yogurt from other European countries. Motherfuckers coming for your Finlandia, (laughs) for that Kerrygold. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. Butter. Oh. Okay. The 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 Kerrygold is Irish Oh, the K E R I. Yeah, I've seen it at the stores. Yeah. The EU represents the second largest importer into the U.S. The new trade taxes are set to take effect later this month. They come following a ruling in favor of the U.S. by the World Trade Organization, which is allowing the new tariffs in response to a finding that the European Union gave illegal subsidies to Airbus, thus harming U.S. jet makers. That was the largest ever award issued by the WTO. So in a way, these tariffs are justified, at least as far as anything is justified in our corporate-controlled global trade schematic. Still, Europe is likely to retaliate with new tariffs of their own. So this is, this is great. I love this. So Europe is punishing 
the U.S. aerospace industry, defense contractors, which, yeah, it harms a few workers. It also uh, it harms Boeing and stuff. So we retaliate by slapping... Going after the pit, cheese. By going after stuff that everyone eats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're getting shafted here. We're not retaliating right. Yeah, it probably won't go well, considering that the administration's current trade war with China isn't going that well. The White House has allocated $28 billion in aid to U.S. farmers hit by falling demand for their crops. $28 billion, that's twice as much as the auto bailout during the Obama administration. And farmers are saying that it's not nearly enough to keep up with the economic damages. To put it into perspective, in the first five months of 2019, the U.S. exported 4.3 million tons of soybeans to China. That is significantly lower than the 15.2 million tons during the same period last year. May I suggest the administration look into how a new trade war in the Atlantic affects podcasters? <laughs> Surely a bailout, a fraction of the size of the farm bailout, could be considered. As long as there are no tariffs on Trash Future. <laughs> Been listening to those, uh, those lovable scamps from the UK, hearing what they have to say. Although not all of them are British. Nate is American, mm. uh, Raleigh is Canadian, but here I am getting into po podcast esoterica on a podcast. Who would have thought? <laughs> Elizabeth Warren unveiled her labor plan today ahead of an appearance this weekend at a major union conference, an SEIU gathering in Los Angeles. The plan is detailed, lengthy, and sweeping. Fox Media described it as, quote, the most ambitious labor reform platform of the 2020 campaign. But a simple glance at Bernie Sanders' platform shows that's not true at all. Here's a rundown comparing the vast majority of the two plans, both of which attempt to strengthen the hand of labor. First, what they agree on, a lot of basic ideas. Both Sanders and Warren want union rights extended for farm workers and domestic workers. They support ending the misclassification of workers as contractors and back the joint employer rule, stopping corporations from undermining union power through a network of franchises. The senators want to allow low-level supervisors and graduate students to organize. They also want to recognize the right to organize in the public sector in every state. They also propose banning so-called right-to-work laws which enable workers to benefit from collective bargaining without having to pay for it, even if they aren't union members. It's anti-union leeching. It should be banned. Both Bernie and Warren want to do just that. Both campaigns would also enact card check, meaning a union would be formed as soon as the majority of workers sign their names wanting it, much better than a uh, trying to win a secret ballot election against your boss who can hold captive audience meetings, meaning managers can force workers to sit through bullshit right-wing propaganda lectures about why unions are actually bad. Both Bernie and Warren want to ban those, too. Sanders and Warren would also repeal laws banning secondary boycotts, which were laws passed at the start of the Cold War to stop workers from engaging in solidarity actions, effectively criminalizing one of the most powerful tools of the labor movement. And speaking of labor power across individual companies, both Sanders and Warren are in favor of sectoral bargaining, enabling workers at different firms to unite to negotiate their pay across an entire sector, hence the name sectoral bargaining. Finally, both the Sanders and the Warren campaigns note their support for stronger pension protections, 
and they also both support a transition to Medicare for All that recognizes how certain unions gave up higher wages in exchange for health care benefits that won't be necessary under Medicare for All. And now we get to the differences. First, there's the length. Warren's labor plan is much longer than Sanders' platform, but much of that is calling for better enforcement of existing law, like bolstering regional NLRB offices or upping anti-discrimination and antitrust enforcement. There are, however, some truly novel proposals by Warren that Sanders lacks. She wants to allow undocumented workers to claim back pay before the NLRB. Warren also wants to make it easier for workers to sue abusive bosses for monetary damages. She also wants to enact predictable scheduling laws for companies with over 15 employees in a move that would be a huge boost to working class people, including a lot of non-union members. None of this can be found on Bernie's page. But what can be found on Bernie's page that can't be found on Warren's is short but very, very sweet for workers. It's pretty simple. Sanders wants to ban at-will employment, which means that bosses would not be able to fire workers for no reason, as they currently can. This policy can be found nowhere in Elizabeth Warren's plan. Nowhere. Now, there are other ways in which the two plans differ, but this is a big one. You can't just gloss this over with a lot of esoterica and uh, policy minutia. It's harder to bust unions when you can't fire workers for no reason. If nothing else, this one major difference renders Vox's headline complete bullshit. And that's what we set out to do here, ultimately. <laughs> Surrender Vox, total bullshit. That is the newscast. We got a new Patreon subscriber overnight, so we've got one haiku to read right now. I'll do the honors. This goes out to required name. Yo, buddy, next door. Please keep on drilling. Louder. Not bothered at all. <laughs> Thank you, required name. Yes. Thank you, required name. Actually, this incessant drilling is funny to me. Doesn't doesn't bother me at all. I'm laughing over here. <laughs> Keep drilling. I'm laughing. Thanks again to all our subscribers. If you are not a subscriber, the show ends for you right now. If you are a subscriber, keep listening. We've got an interview with Chicago teacher Kenzo Shibata coming up. It's also a good time to be a subscriber because we've got the exclusive Garbage Can show airing tomorrow. But if you're still not convinced to sign up, then you'll hear from us next week when the newscast returns. We're in D.C., so you don't have to be. 